What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Jack of All Trades, a weekly podcast for you to digest where there will always be a special guest. I am your host, Jacqueline Renee, aka Captain Jack Sparrow, Jackie Two Necklaces, Jackie O, and Trapper Die Jacks if you know me like that. All right, guys, so we have previously discussed toxic people and themes on the internet, but now let's bring it back home. Let's talk about toxic relatives, those family members that have those toxic ways about them. And uh, let's talk about how we can move on from that and avoid always being triggered by a toxic childhood. So without further ado, let's get into it. This week, Jack of All Trades takes on Toxic Themes and People, Family Edition. So we covered toxicity online and all of the social media types that are out there. But now let's take a look at how it shows up at home and with your family. Uh, Let's talk about different types of toxic behaviors that we commonly find when we're dealing with family members. And let's uh, see how we can figure out how to avoid playing toxic games with relatives. So I have some returning guests here uh, to discuss this topic. So let me allow them a chance to introduce themselves. Hey, y'all, I'm back. Chandra. Hey, hey, it's Joy. Hi, ladies. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having us. All right, it's gonna let's be get into it. Yeah, it's gonna be a good old time. So let's break the ice a little bit before we get into all the the toxic things. Are y'all watching any TV? Yes. What are you watching? A lot. Probably way too much. <laughs> I need suggestions because y'all know I only watch the one and only Love After Lockup, but. What what should I watch for this upcoming weekend? <laughs> I'm thoroughly enjoying um not football. Right. I mean I'm here for the football, but my team is on the struggle bus. <laughs> um so yeah. But I'm enjoying the Wu Tang series. Okay. Um that has been very enjoyable. Um, background television show while working mm-hmm. um, has been ready to love. Oh, I have really enjoyed the little that that show. I, I really I, I dig it. It's on own. I was surprised how much I liked it. Yeah, I see ready to love. Um, you know, commercials because I watch Love and Marriage Huntsville on own. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I watch Family and Fiance. But uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I need a couple of new shows. So maybe I guess Ready to Love would probably just be watching on for one more hour on a Saturday or something, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll check that out. I don't think it's in a new season though, is it? I have no idea. I think they're actually coming out with a new season. Um, but we just binge yeah. watched the older ones. Okay, I think it's two seasons. I, I watched those two seasons. 
Um, I am watching I Am Athlete, catching up on the old ones. Tuned in on Mondays for the new ones, you know, always on the 85 South show. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever else randoms on TV, I don't know. Yes, let me tell y'all what. <laughs> Please go on to YouTube. Go to the 85 South show episode with Currency and fast forward maybe halfway through until you start seeing them talking about the lady at Subway that like passed out over a sandwich. <laughs> she was like, you know, I don't know what they call it. You know, when you kind of have that heroin sleep. Not out. Yeah, <laughs> she was nodding off. That is the funniest skit or right funniest segment if you will on anything that i have seen in a long time i was dying like y'all need to go watch it (laughs) you need to leave okay so anyway all right so let's get into uh toxicity so toxic families i think we all you know, even the best families might have toxic moments. So, mm-hmm. let, yeah, let's talk about, you know, signs that you could be from a toxic family or that your family could have some toxic traits. Um, so I found an article. Yeah, who knows where it's from? Purewild.com. Um, <laughs> nine signs you were raised in a toxic family and how to move on. And it's by Lindsay Champion. And I'm not going to exhaust the article, but the nine signs called out um, within the article are number one, they get jealous or try to compete with you. They overreact. They compare you. They act like victims. They don't respect your boundaries. They're always right. They give ultimatums. Conversations are always about them and they drain your energy. So want to talk about a few of these, like don't have to, you know, go into it on every single one of them, but, but yeah, do any of those jump out to you all? For me, the one that jumps out is the, um, the victim mm-hmm. claiming peace. They act like victims. Where, yeah. Just, you know, in conversation about whatever may be, you know, relevant in, you know, their world, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, they somehow always end up on the victim side of things. Mm -hmm. And even when you try to interject to say, hey, you know, here's my unsolicited advice or here's my opinion on the matter because you called me to share, you know, whatever you have going on. Yeah. And, you know, it just, the conversation doesn't go anywhere because what was me? Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So that one definitely stands out to me. Okay. Yeah. And those times you pretty much, listen to what they're saying like you said joy giving them some feedback because that's what you know perhaps you think they want to do is get some kind of feedback i guess from telling their situation 
but if it's one of those people who are always a victim they usually just want you to hear their victimization Mm -hmm. and you just learn when not to talk about not to give them you know not try to be that positive space for them but you also learn not to let them dump on you yeah Yeah. you know what i mean because people who always play the victim they just want to find somebody who's just gonna who they can just dump on and that goes to the energy piece again no you're not about to give me all that bad energy that you're trying to get rid of mm-hmm. or that you're trying to spread yep and you're not going to you know adjust my morals for the sake of the conversation like if mm-hmm. it's something that i don't agree with or you were just wrong you know that's okay we make mistakes we human like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but don't expect for me to coddle you or to be like you know oh like i can understand like you did 99 percent of the wrong but you know let me hug and 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 make sure you know you feel pumped up like no like you you might have deserved a little bit of that and mm-hmm. you know well, and maybe I, that's a little insensitive or heartless. <laughs> I don't know, but right. Well, that's so. the thing in family. I think a lot of times you find that you know when you have folks that have had maybe just not the same experiences as you, or not what they feel might be as good of an experience as you. Right? You always can tell when mm-hmm. it's like the the cousin that had to struggle versus the cousin that seemed like they had it all together. And it's like, well, you know, it's hard out here for me. Cause you know, and uh-huh. it's, it's like, sometimes you make it hard for yourself and maybe it's not the cousin, right? Maybe it's your aunt or an uncle, or maybe it's your grandmother, right? It could be anybody, but uh-huh. they always want to lead with, I, I just try so hard and it's so hard for me. And, you guys never want to do anything for me, you know, just, and also the dumping part. Yeah. They definitely Uh always want to let you know about their hardest times as if, you know, we all don't go through things. Right. So they can come in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Mm. But I don't do well with it. Yeah. I'm like, uh, if you want to be a victim, you can go do that over there. Like I don't have energy for it. Yeah. I try to keep the, Anytime I'm with a group of family members, I try to keep the atmosphere as positive as possible, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, culturally it's easy to go to that negative space where we are kind of dumping all of our woes on each other, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, we just want to have a time where you can leave all that at home. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to focus on when I'm with my family. Let's just have a good time. Yeah. I like it. Sometimes it gets to the point where someone wants to pull you aside and dump on you still. But then, you know, you know, you know the people in your family. You know what you got to do to get them back into that mm-hmm. good time mode. Yeah. I think for me, I definitely just one way that I've learned to kind of control situations like that is just, I just kind of pop up on my family. Like I don't (laughs) give them an opportunity. I do. Like when I go home, nobody ever knows. Y'all probably know more about when I'm going to go home 
than my own family does, I pop up. So like, you just gonna get enough time with me to be like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. Like, it's gonna be all love, all positive, and then I'm out. You like, know, that could be considered quick. toxic as well, Joy. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't give them an opportunity to like prepare for your visit. Mm-mm. I mean, I'll call like when I'm in route, like, hey, y'all got, a, you got an hour because I'm in town. I'll come to you. If not, okay, well, I'll get you on the next one. Mm-mm, girl. But that's me protecting my peace. You know, we got to do what we got to do. Because I've seen the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other side of it, you know, you'll be left real upset. You done, you know, spend all this money because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the family member that moved away yeah, from home. Right, same. So, you know, when it comes to having to do visits, you know, it can be expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh-huh. nobody got time, you know, spending that type of money, you know, coordinating, going home just to like be crapped on. Right. Or <laughs> right. Or to have a less than <laughs> ideal <laughs> experience. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely can understand that. And I think I protect my peace in a similar way. You know, if I'm going to visit family, um, maybe not not my parents, like I can stay with them. But, you know, if I'm going like to see a lot of extended family, you know, if it was like a family reunion, like I'm getting my own space, like <laughs> that would be my mm-hmm. goal, just so that I can, you know, have my good time, but also protect my peace. Been plenty of times, you know, where I've stayed with family and all of that in the past, but you know, just going forward, like you know what you like, you like things how you like them, and it's great to fellowship with people, you know, while you are supposed to be fellowshipping at the dinners and the barbecues and the picnics and you know at the park, but. When it's time to like wind down and go to bed and rest and relax, like I'm going to be in my own space. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, there is that. I think that's one good thing about uh, my family. Well, my immediate family. Uh, when, when I'm, when I'm tapped out, they know don't bother Chandra. <laughs> Cause you know, I always go in, like I said, I'm going in prepared to have a good time. If we have a family event, I'm, I'm prepared to have a good time, right? Mm-hmm. And once it's over, like once I'm tapped out, I'm not even going to talk. So <laughs> my, my immediate family already knows, oh, you know, Chandra's done. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So I don't have any issues with them like bothering me or anything once I'm really done with the situation and that's kind of a rarity because I can I can go or I can go till tomorrow but when I am done they know mm-hmm. whether it's the visual cues where it's like you look at me you see in my face like I'm done don't bother me or whether it's the where you know I'm in a room alone yeah don't come in the room right <laughs> you know yeah Yep. So what about? So you just gotta teach people how to treat you. That's yep. basically what it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. What about some of the other ones? Any ones of them uh, stick out to you, Chandra? The energy, the 
you know the energy zapper oh the draining your energy yeah oh my goodness and that that comes in a physical form for people when people drain your energy those energy zappers they mm -hmm. really can take all of your strength all of your positivity everything that you had and replace it with negativity replace it with all the bad emotions yeah so like i said you learn you teach people how to treat you and for me most of my family already know you can't dump on me now i listen to you i i you know i empathize and i have um, compassion for every situation that we as human beings go through but i'm also really big on personal responsibility so what was your role in that how you got yourself in that situation mm -hmm. and most people don't want to address that so they don't need to talk to me about it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah right because once you make them face the fact that they have some, have to have some accountability in their behavior uh -huh. they're like oh well let me find somebody else that just will let yeah. me talk <laughs> right yeah i don't know there's ugh, all of these could relate to different types of family dynamics for sure but you know not respecting boundaries you know uh -huh. I, I guess we kind of touched on that a little bit like that's you have to allow people, I think the hardest part is when you live with family members, right? And that's why I think mm -hmm. in our community and in America, you know, everybody seeks to have their own space because you want, mm -hmm. you, you want to be able to have your boundaries respected and, you know, growing up in a black home, like, I don't know about y'all, but Ain't no such thing as yeah, boundaries. I wasn't locking no doors. <laughs> Mm -mm. Um, my daddy closed the door off the hinges. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, as I feel like as we have grown, for us in our age range, we've grown into learning about boundaries. We've grown into being able to accept um some situation that we didn't we we couldn't even think about. We couldn't even fathom some things that we are able to do these days like my children they can tell me when they think i'm wrong they can talk to me about when i like i apologize to them mm -hmm. if i'm wrong you know they can tell me they can come to me about things that you know when we were younger no such thing mm -hmm. you know like if i'm fussing at them and i'm wrong they'll tell me in that instant not wait until tomorrow we address things now, mm -hmm. which, you know, that's new. That's yeah. real new. <laughs> right. So, it is. so it's just like, you gotta, you gotta reshape your mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You gotta learn some new things because that old shit ain't here no more. Child. <laughs> It's just that the um, the elders are now, you know, no longer parenting us in their homes because that's the only reason things are different. Um, hmm. But what about um, giving ultimatums, you know, having family members that essentially, you know, will let you know, well, if if you decide that you aren't going to do X, Y and Z, like, I don't know if you can come back 
you know, or visit with us or stay with us. Like, and not on no, you know, intervention type shit, just because they feel like you aren't doing exactly what they want you to do in the way that they want you to do it. So for me, I can't really think of a time where I've been on the receiving side of an ultimatum, but I have definitely um, been on the giving side of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I, I think I have, I've really, um, I lean into my womanhood, my adulthood, um, mm-hmm. everything that I work hard for. Um, I'm learning more and more to embrace those things. And, you know, if you're going to come into my home and, and into my space, um, yeah, if, mm-hmm. if you think you're going to come with some foolishness, um, mm-mm. right. Like we, we're not having that. So, you know, let me make some, some things plain and clear. Right. And if you can agree, you know, or adjust accordingly, then sure, we can have a good old time. But right. I'm not going to be uncomfortable in my own space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I respect other people's spaces the same way. Like if mm-hmm. if there's some type of requirement or, you know, you can't do X, Y, and Z, like, okay, I, I get that. Yeah. I, I understand that. You know what I mean? Or I can make other arrangements or mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's a very fine line. Um I've been able to to kind of toe that line with my family in different instances where, you know, it hasn't been any fallout or anything like that. But I can't say that I've experienced it on the receiving end, though. Okay. Maybe I'm a toxic family member. No, no, no. Because the more you... (laughs) Well, maybe a little bit. But the more you talk through it, I said, you know what? You're right. Because... I feel like, you know, when I go to other family members' homes or I go to my parents' house, it's like, okay, you have to behave a certain way. You have to do certain things. And it's fine. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. That's the expectation when I'm there. But it would be the exact same thing if anybody came to visit me. Like, this is how it's going down over here. So, Mm -hmm. but I also don't think that anybody is in the habit of giving out ultimatums for, like lifestyle choices right or anything like that like hey like if you don't you know get married soon like I don't know how I feel about you right or if you don't go into a certain profession then we won't be proud of you and we won't claim you as our own child and you know I don't have any other kind of anything about me I guess that would make me any different that would make my family you know want to say oh we don't we don't want to have anything to do with you uh-huh. so but you know you I could see how very quickly within a family if you are not doing what they want you to do aren't with the people they want you to be with you know living where they want you to live they can very quickly be like oh well you know you're not my son anymore you're not my daughter anymore yeah I think I've, I've been fortunate no I know I'm fortunate to come from a family where I mean, it's so many of us that pretty much you you don't have a choice but to accept people who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can still set those boundaries, you know, with them where they don't 
dump their energy, their negative energy on you. And they don't always play the victim out loud. You know, when we get together, it's so many of us, like I said, it's just like we come together just to have a good time. But I, I can imagine that in their own spaces that they do have some of those toxic behaviors. Like I know the ones who in their own spaces, you get to them and they have those toxic behaviors. Sometimes they bring them out, but they get shut down real fast. Mm-hmm. The toxic behaviors don't get to flourish, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, it's like you'll be in a group of 10 people having a conversation and that one person brings the negative energy over and everybody's dispersing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. nope, not this time, not today. <laughs> yeah. Because I think for me, I feel like I've had, you know, I I noticed the toxic behaviors um, at points in our family where we lost you know, major figurehead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. For me specifically, it was my mom when she passed, mm-hmm. um, which is going on 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think a while back, I started to notice the shift in people's behaviors and, you know, people grieve differently. And then when you come back around, you come back together, the conversations are they feel and look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I've just had years and years of practice in trying to figure out what helps me to be most comfortable. Um, so I'm not projecting a certain behavior or mm-hmm. a certain energy on anybody because there might be something that's triggering that they don't understand. Right. You know? Right. So I, I, I think depending on the dynamic of your family and some of the things your family has gone through can really bring some of those toxic behaviors to the surface and then trying to figure out how to navigate that as a family especially within a black family um that may not know how to have real conversations or how to communicate and acknowledge certain things or to just say like, hey, that hurt my feelings or Mm -hmm. that made me feel this way or that way. You know, a lot of times stuff just goes unsaid and then, you know, it just builds and builds and builds Mm -hmm. and, you know, it blows up. So, yeah, I think it's it's significant to acknowledge, you know, just different um, experiences that your family has gone through too. And, you know, Great. Great. So why people are might be behaving a certain way. Yep. Uh-huh. Very valid. And yeah, we gotta be able to give grace in most situations. Like I said, we're going through a human experience here and everyone experiences things in different ways. So we want to be able to extend grace uh-huh. to our loved ones so that they are able to go through things in their own way to, you know, to be able to have those emotions and grief and everything else that we are going through. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, those boundaries are important because you don't want them to you don't want to leave a situation where you're feeling worse than when you came in with mm-hmm. your family. Yeah. Just on the strength of somebody's conversation. Yeah. Right. And and that's where I think I have I've uh, I've matured and evolved into handling things the way that I do because I've had so many different examples where, you know, I did show up to something, you know, bright eyed, bright eyed, bushy tailed, happy to be mm-hmm. here, like, this is going to be great. And then I walk away feeling completely deflated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully it should only take a certain amount of times before you acknowledge this isn't this isn't how this should be this isn't this isn't okay so what can I do to you know better control this situation where I'm still interacting with my family I'm still participating with them I'm still um -hmm. I'm still giving myself the opportunity to spend that time because I think it's imperative and it's significant like I, I don't believe in completely withdrawing yourself, but there are things that you can do to make sure you don't walk away and feel like I'm not doing this again. Like yeah. I'm not coming back or I'm going to, you know, just completely turn my back or dismiss my own family. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause being estranged, like, I don't know, like there's, there's times where maybe I don't talk to family as much, but it's never in this way that I couldn't call them if I wanted to. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to get to that point for sure. Yeah. So, okay. Have you all ever seen family members or known of people where like they have parents or relatives that compare them to other siblings or other cousins and and what was that experience like because I don't think that I've seen that personally maybe I did get you know a little bit of accolades for being one of the the smarter ones but (laughs) but I mean other than that like you know I I don't feel like I was compared and I don't I also don't if I was being compared, I didn't take it in a way where, you know, I used it as a weapon, you know, towards other family or something like that. But have you ever seen like relatives or grandparents maybe comparing the grandkids and who's doing good and who's, you know, not good because their mama ain't shit or something? <laughs> I've been so fortunate. I mean, <laughs> even right. when we, you know, seriously, even when we brought up this uh, this topic of toxicity. I'm trying to find some toxicity, like where. But uh, I know it exists. Yeah, but it's I have you. been able to. <laughs> I have been able to like box off the, you know, like cut off. You can't come to me with that. You can. I don't even <laughs> accept it into my realm. But my great grandmother, she really set a precedent for us to be able to function within our own humanity, for lack of a better word, better mm-hmm. term. As individuals, we, we never got compared. We never have to worry about what somebody else is doing. You make your mistake, 
you live with it, you know, you have to deal with you. That's how we raise. You got to deal with you. You got to live with yourself. And nobody, ever, to my knowledge, it was never like, oh, uh, you know, Chandra's doing this and Chandra's doing that. I'm sure it it happens, not to say me personally, but I'm sure it happens somewhere. But we, we ain't never have to deal with mm-hmm. that so personally. Um, but on this last episode of Family and Fiance, Family or Fiance, this girl, the, the uh, daughter, her mom came and her sister. And when she came out, her mom was just ragging on her like, ooh, you can't do no better than that. You can't look no better than that. And then when her sister came out, she's like, look at my beautiful daughter. Look how beautiful she, I mean, like literally you could see how she tore her oldest daughter completely apart. And then her youngest daughter came out and she just like lifted her to the God. I heard about and that episode. That's what that, yeah, it was it was really bad. And even at the end, she still wasn't able to. They still weren't able to reach a, a consensus of how they how they should move forward because her mom was still like, "Yeah, you need to do better because your sister doing better. Your sister look better. You know what I mean?" Like, oh, I can imagine. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, that's hella toxic. <laughs> but we're going to get back to how I'm the toxic family member. <laughs> you are the toxic Jackie, family member. We can go there right now. <laughs> Jackie, let, let us find out you invited us because we the toxic family members. Right. <laughs> let me find out. Come on. I'm toxic. Give it to me. Well, first and foremost, I think we're all toxic in our own ways. I don't, I think very rarely are individuals, you know, just the saints you know and and mm-hmm. and heaven sent when they show up around people right but mm-hmm. no i Absolutely. did not i did not choose you all because you were the most toxic we could have <laughs> you know it runs the gamut i could have called a bunch of y'all yeah. but <laughs> but no so um chandra yeah i think there's one of these that's on the list that you might identify with and it is they're always right. So I feel like when you go with your family, mm-hmm. you know, you you make the plan and you're not going to let them interject on your plan. Like, they're going to have to get in line. Right. That's me knowing that my plans work out better. Okay. Oh, that's not me. Right. That's me knowing that my plan <laughs> is going to work out. You better ask my family. My plan be working out. You know why? Because I don't let nobody interfere with my plan. Listen, if you going to be with the plan, you can fall into place. If you're not, you don't got to come. Period. <laughs> and was that's that, not toxic. I'm that's sorry. Just knowing that my plan. Was that and an ultimatum? Was that an ultimatum that you gave them? <laughs> that's not an ultimatum. You can still come. I'm just saying, if you don't like it, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, my plan does work out better. 10 times out of 10. So. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no room for improvement there. Like 10 out of 10. No. Okay. Well, I mean, no, I mean, I can could, I could see room for improvement if somebody come up with a better plan. <laughs> Show me your better plan, baby. Show me. Show me. Make it work. If you make it work, I'm going to look. I'll help you. <laughs> I, I'll be there for you. I will be your right hand man. 
But until I see it with my own two eyes, it oh, ain't happening. <laughs> so y'all just fall in place and get with the program. <laughs> yes. yes. This is true. Yeah, it's really hard when you have a family member that thinks they're always right because typically they already are in a patriarchal or a matriarchal position. And, you know, depending on what it is, like with Chandra's, it's a little bit more lighthearted, like, hey, like get in line with the menu and the location. But, you know, in some other cases, it can be, you know, much more detrimental or dangerous, you know, to what somebody has going on day to day. Like it could limit you Yeah. in, in terms so. of... Yeah, what you can do in your life or what you decide to do. Yeah. If you have a, a parent, for example, that feels like they're always right. right. And again, right, they're giving you ultimatums or they're making it difficult for you to make your own decisions and live mm -hmm. your own life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that can be kind of hard when you feel like you You're always right. have to please somebody that thinks they're always mm -hmm. right and for on certain Let's things about clear. your life. Let's be clear. I'm only always right when it comes to event planning for my family. Yes. And that is always. <laughs> I am, I'm not the person to step into your life and say, oh, this is what you need to do. And this is the only way it's going to go. Right. Like, I don't even do that with my own children. I, I want them to make their own decisions. You got to know that you got to live with those consequences and rewards. You know, rewards and consequences come from your decision. Mm hmm. So you need to be able to live with those. But yes, I I will concur that I am 100% of the time correct when it comes to planning my family event. And I don't think that's toxic. <laughs> I'm gonna take a survey of my family. Okay. All right. See. Sis, I know you listening. Back. Right, I, I'm gonna need I'm gonna report back. I want your sister to collect the tallies, okay? <laughs> okay, Shannon. Nicori. Right. Nick, y'all got it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, what about um, jealous family members or, or those that might try to compete with you? Like, any family members in that vein? Or have you seen anybody have parents that were jealous of their kids? Which sounds so weird to me. It does sound weird, but whew, man, I can't imagine, man. It's some trauma in, in childhood for some people, and ooh, I hope they can address those things. Whew, that's tough. I wouldn't use the word. Like that? I was going to say, I wouldn't use the word jealous um, at all. But definitely, there was a difference um, with my with my family dynamic. I think because um, one on one side of my family, I was the baby; I was the only girl. Mm. Um, so I noticed being treated differently. Um, mm -hmm. And really, I don't think I, I fully started to acknowledge some of it until I got a lot older. But just, you know, unfortunate um, gender roles that mm -hmm. would come into place that, you know, 
as a grown woman, I'm like, that was some bullshit. Like, <laughs> like what? Give an example. Okay, so I'm one of four. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three older brothers. And um, with our phone number growing up, my brothers could give, you know, the phone number out to their own line. They, they had their own house line. Um, and people could call, you know, and reach them directly. They weren't tying up the, the main phone line of the house. Mm-hmm. But for me, I couldn't, I couldn't get my phone number out because you couldn't even get a main line out. You actually, if, if you were a boy, you actually had to ask my dad for the phone number. Did you get your number? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had to figure out a way to approach him you and approach ask you. him for the phone number <laughs> Gosh. if you wanted to call his daughter. And, you know, think about the difference. In right. That. right. They got their own lives. I'm looking at my brothers like, you know, y'all got a real, you know, copacetic over here. Hotline blinging. Hotline <laughs> bling. You can't even give your number. Right, I thought. Or going on dates. Yeah. You know, going on mm-hmm. dates was a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially considering you had to go through my dad just to get my phone number. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you the length it took to have a date. Right. <laughs> You didn't have to go through my dad to get my phone number, but I definitely remember having a different like age when I could start talking to boys versus my brother. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what is the difference? Like, you know, it's yeah. I was just like, I don't understand how I just start talking to boys, but he's two years younger than me, but he's already on the phone with girls. Like, <laughs> help me to- and it just. It sets a precedence that there's a difference between a male and a female. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it inserts that that way of thinking into into your mind. Right. You know, when you start to see differences like want. that, it's just like I'm your child, he's your child. So, what's the difference here? Right. And it's okay to repress you and limit what you can do and let him do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. if it's really bad and nobody learns a good lesson over the course of a lifetime, what you might find is the daughter is very responsible and does everything by the book all her life. Mm-hmm. And the son is running amok. Like, uh-huh. you know, might have a bunch of different babies. <laughs> you know, it could be any any number of things. But even if he does, you know, kind of have it halfway together nobody is holding him responsible for having to like yep. pull it all in right and and mm-hmm. and and not rely on them in some way right there yeah that's toxic for the whole damn black community for real yes. and these boys be out here just being able to do whatever they want to do all their life and then they get on their own and now they don't know what to do Right. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have no, they don't know how to even take responsibility. They can't even live their own life because they ain't never had no responsibility. Right. They just you do what they want to do because they're a boy, just because they're a boy. Right. <laughs> and don't let them be the only boy, right? And have a bunch of older sisters or something like that. You know, I was watching Paternity Court earlier. That's my 
That's my show to watch. While oh, I'm yeah, working. my too. Yes. My guilty pleasure. I've seen all of them. All of them, child. We should have a whole episode on it. Oh, say less. So <laughs> on this one, <laughs> on this one, you know, it was one of those ones where the guy, unfortunately, had passed away. And so he, his mm-hmm. mother and his sisters had come because this woman was claiming that this baby was his and they didn't think it was. But it was ultimately because they were all beefed out, you know, over the course of Mm -hmm. this woman being with this man before he died. And Mm -hmm. they're painting him out to be a saint and all of that. And this woman is like, actually, I was pregnant by him. And then I told him that. And then next thing I know, I'm looking on Facebook and he's getting married to another woman at the courthouse. Ooh, and it's like yeah. it turned out to be his baby so y'all over here trying to make mm-hmm. it seem like y'all brother was like you know a saint and meanwhile he's running around dogging women out got one pregnant yeah. at the courthouse with the other one like that man wasn't you know he may have been okay but people will cover for family members and their poor decisions and poor behavior because that's what they said what was yeah. he it was eight of them kids and he was the youngest and the only boy mm-hmm Yep. Yep. Or the youngest boy. Yeah, I mean, but way. that I think, well, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. But as African Americans, that's just how they had to protect their you know, they had to protect their sons because the girls had to take care of themselves. Literally, they going all the way back, we can go all the way back to slavery. They had to their sons as much as they could because the girl, as a woman, as a girl, you were tasked with taking care of yourself. You had to figure it out for yourself. I look at it as prioritizing taking care of the men because they were more likely to be the target to be killed. Yeah. Still. Right. I mean, I think, and I, I was reading a book about that. Um, long ago where it was talking about that exact thing in the earlier parts after slavery during Jim Crow where the men are the men were targeted severely mm-hmm. yeah. so like I said the women you know you know you just figure out how to take care of yourself you figure out how to take care of business but the boys had to be like literally coddled so that they could be protected right yeah and still it's just continuing it's a continuing cycle right and the problem is now when the girls need help or protection or guidance Mm -hmm. you know sometimes people aren't giving it to them because they're too worried about trying to keep the boy and the family out of jail or off the streets Mm -hmm. you know what i mean while the girl is over here struggling you know try to figure it out for yourself yeah so i don't know I mean, dang, we kind of blew through. We did talk about uh, almost all of these. The only one left is uh, toxic family members uh, maybe showing it by having conversations that are always about them. Oh, I got some of them. <laughs> now, that's one thing I do have. I have a couple of family members who came to my the forefront of my mind when you said that. And it is amazing how people can make any situation <laughs> about them. Yeah. Anything. You know what? <clears throat> Never mind. I'm not going to say. 
<laughs> Forget it, I'm going to say it. Forget it, I'm going to say it. <laughs> do it, friend. You know how people, you know what I don't like when people do to make things about them? Because when I first hear that, I'm like, you know, how do you make everything about you? You can make everything about you by telling folks that you don't like something or that you don't know shit about something when nobody even asked you about that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, yeah. you know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to the beach this weekend. Oh, I don't even like the beach. Who asked mm-hmm. you? <laughs> I didn't ask well, you. Nobody asked you. Nobody asked you. <laughs> and then they expound upon it. Like, I still wasn't at your opinion. Like, I'm just telling you what I'm about to do. Yes. I didn't invite you. Right. Like, I don't care what you don't like to do. I don't care what your alternative would be. Like... <laughs> You can do you and I will do me. It's not yes. it's not about you. Yeah. Yeah. Or internalizing everything. Mm-hmm. That's um that's a definite toxic trait where it's like no matter what anybody says, you always feel attacked. Mm-hmm. That is you really can't even stand in the vicinity of those people because anything you say is gonna be like they gonna go tell their mama you talking about them. <laughs> you know who that sounds like? That just sounds like the random, like estranged cousin that you know just comes back around, like the one on Soul Food that was fucking on her cousin, her cousin husband. Like when they was little, she probably used to be like, "Mom, they're talking about me." <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, girl, it's not about you, Faith. Faith. Right. Faith, it's not about you. (laughs) But baby, she's going to make it. Make sure you know what it is about her. Exactly. Right? Because what? Faith fucked the family. So she made sure it was about her. So, all right, so let's transition to some ways how we can move on from a toxic childhood. So, first things first, detach. So, Mm -hmm. what do you guys think about just detaching and, you know, not having physical proximity with family, moving on with your life? (laughs) Oh, that's so tough because I want. As a family, I want us to be together. Not all the time, because clearly, you know, I have my own space. My family is somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But detachment is, I mean, how can you, you know, you it's, it's like it goes back to old school in the movies and stuff where it'd be like, you know, you're going to meet your cousin. You ain't going to even know they're your cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you detach from your family. Right. So I don't. Um, I don't wish that on anyone, but if that's what you have to do, I definitely understand. <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes that's what it takes. Right. And I should clarify. So the article says detaching, it's more of an emotional concept and it doesn't really have to do with physical proximity. So I guess mm-hmm. the most extreme thing and probably the toxic thing to do would be physical detachment from family and never seeing and speaking to them. But emotionally so yeah because it would be a lot to just never see your family but emotionally how do you pull back Ooh. well what i know does that look like i know for for my family again um 
just kind of watching them go through um, different experiences and um, adjusting to, you know, how each person handled themselves. Um, detachment, unfortunately, is is pretty. Um, it has been pretty prevalent mm-hmm. in my family in some instances, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like particularly the family that's in South Florida has done a great job at like reconnecting. Um, mm-hmm. But there, there's still some some outliers that, you know, I, I don't know if so much time has, has gone by where, you know, they don't know how to reattach themselves to the family or... Right. Um, but it... I, I've definitely seen the physical detachment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And... I, I don't I don't agree with it. Um it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. It it really is. Um but as far as like the emotional detachment I think it's important to learn that you can only control yourself. You're only responsible yeah. for what you do mm-hmm. and say. Right. And mm-hmm you can you can still love your family you can still show up and be there for them but don't internalize their behavior and take it to a place where you know it's dictating how you act or what you say or what you do right you know i i think it's it's necessary to set that boundary and it takes practice Mm -hmm. it takes practice because it's easy to go into a situation where you just respond emotionally yeah versus going into the situation and being like you know what i'm doing my part as a daughter or as a sister or as an aunt Mm -hmm. or a cousin and you know i'm gonna keep it positive Mm -hmm. and you know I'm not going to to just allow this to consume me. Right. Yeah. Amen. Because I'm thinking, what does that look like? How can you emotionally detach without physically detaching? I don't... The thing that you said that it takes time, Mm -hmm. that's the only thing I can think of. I think it takes time and therapy because if you are in someone's physical proximity then how can you remove your mental being without removing your physical being it takes a lot of practice Mm -hmm. yep that's so true a lot of practice yep that's real okay the second one avoid triggers so you know you catch him catching flack from parents or kind of hearing those same lines that you've heard all your life you know or your your cousin or your brother starts to go in in the same way they always Uh do you know to move on you got to avoid the triggers and and not in a lot of cases you just can't give them the energy that they're looking for right they're looking for reaction 
they want you to overreact so that you can be that toxic person, you know, in the family that overreacts. Mm -hmm. And then maybe they can be a victim or whatever that looks like. But sometimes it's just about, you know, not giving in to them, trying to talk about you in the way that they always do or, you know, belittle what you've got going on and just be like, yep, heard it before, you know, <laughs> thanks. Nothing new from you. I see like what, what else can we talk right. about? That's tough. Um, because once again, if you're in their physical proximity or if they have any kind of proximity to you, especially if they're doing the trick, if they're triggering you intentionally, Mm -hmm. then it's tough to re remove yourself from that situation. Yeah. Um, and once again, it's going to take some serious work. Yep. Like shadow work. <laughs> those are shadows. <laughs> Man, I know yeah. my, like, anybody who knows me knows that my grandma is my heart. Like, mm -hmm. this is my only living grandparent. Um, and love her to death but she be triggering she be saying all types of little slick stuff and i just be taking it because i'd be like you grandma so you know it is what it is but i mean your self-esteem gotta be in the right place you yes. know before you roll up mm -hmm. on because you don't you know okay. ain't gonna be no filter don't mince words <laughs> yep same for me honey because when i went i just went up to atlanta to go see my grandma and she, my auntie was like, so, so, so. my grandma was like, well, <laughs> hey, grandma, why? You ain't even gotta, you ain't even have to interject. Just, you know, let the compliment flow. What did they say? No, my grandma was like, well, baby, but I don't internalize it, you know? Yeah. I know yeah. she don't mean no harm. Exactly. Um, it's just one of those things that's just been ongoing. So it's like, it don't bother me. Um, but I can see how some people can be bothered by things that their family members say and how things can be triggering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the good thing, like you said, but, you didn't internalize it and you didn't pass it down. Uh -huh. You don't come at your kids like uh -huh. that. You don't compare them. So, so yeah, I right. think that's where you can allow elders to be elders without yeah, taking it personally exactly. because you have found a way to be, you know, secure within yourself. But it is important too, I think, with elders, yeah. especially when you have children, mm -hmm. to you know respectfully, you know, mm -hmm. set a boundary. Yes. Like, mm -mm. No, no, no. Right. Like, Absolutely. This this may have been okay, you know, for me or or your children, but you know, we're choosing to to do things this way. So right. We will you not know, be calling I, I the grandbaby baby fat fat like you used to call me that. <laughs> 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 we gonna speak life into this baby. We gonna we gonna right. do things a little bit differently. Yeah. You know. And it's always funny to like watch them adjust, you know, like I I know what I'm talking about because I done ra I raised you. I raised mm -hmm. you. Okay, yep, you sure did. You sure did. <laughs> I don't think I'm quite there yet where I could be able to I don't know I still have to just tell my children like grandma don't mean no harm <laughs> oh, I ain't about to be like grandma you can't say this to my children <laughs> no I ain't there yet 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Mm-mm. right? That's again, practice work. <laughs> okay. Yeah, some things I can do. Yeah. Well. Right. <laughs> Okay, so one more um one more uh tactic here to move on. Keep a go-to phrase on standby. So, you know, <laughs> when your your granny or <laughs> or anybody in your family, maybe they give you a hard time about what you got going on, you know, like we said, like we we know, you know, wait, that's a common one family likes to try you on and be like, "Oh, uh-huh. looks like you might have, you know, gained a few." <laughs> Like you might be right, <laughs> you know. Right. Be like, oh, I guess. Be your yeah. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> but, but you know what? And then the one I like <laughs> is when you're leaving them and they done got on your nerves, and they be like, oh, but you know, I love you anyway. You be like, all right, be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's your go-to phrase, Joy? Um, I'm I'm kind of a nodder and a smiler. I'm mm. gonna nod and smile you until you shut up. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, right. hmm I'm just on. You know, are you done? You good? We finished? We gonna wrap this up? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you keep going until you through. <laughs> and then you know I'm not even gonna acknowledge unless it's worth acknowledging right you know right. you saying something that you know but I I can often be um a, a bit of a a, a a tight you know a tightly wound person where it takes a lot to get certain details or reactions out of me in the first place mm-hmm. um so a lot of the times you know they may be assuming um with their opinions or whatever their responses may be and you know I just it's quite entertaining it's just like okay that's what she thought or that's what she took from what I did share like okay okay I'm gonna just wait and maybe you'll say something worth responding to or maybe you won't but yeah so I'm a smile and nodder I'm just gonna let you talk okay and yourself Chandra I don't know I feel like I'll walk away (laughs) I feel like I'll just you know like Chandra I feel like yours is okay girl Yo, yeah. yo, whatever you say. So your go-to <laughs> phrase on standby is to walk away. <laughs> Look, if you get on my nerves, I'm not going to indulge. That's just plain and simple. Trigger me, and you gonna see me walk away. That's it. I'm sorry, I don't have no uh, coping tactics. <laughs> I'm not finna deal with it because you don't want to see that ugly side. I don't even want to see that other side. So <laughs> that's my happy medium. We gonna walk away. Fair, fair. Somebody help me out because I don't got, I don't have it. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't like to get ugly. I do not want to, you know. I don't want to. I, I like to keep it cute. 
So. Well, you know, you can use what you use with us, you know. Well, that may be true, but I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> I do say that, um, yes, but it ain't like you can't just use that all the time. Like I do say that often. I will do what I want to do, <laughs> which is true. Which, in, in the case of like, if I'm triggered by my family, or if you are dumping on me, or if you can't reset my boundaries, I'm just gonna rid myself of the situation, mm-hmm. just point blank. Like I don't have to deal with. Now the most the most fun for me though is when I have like my closer family members that I like really talk to and they see me being triggered or they see something like just going down and they're watching me respond and then like I get a text message like you a shady bitch like <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I'm glad that you picked up on that energy. Right. <laughs> I love I love the laughter that comes after you know as everything's taking place right that's that's very encouraging for me for some reason right oh the petty the petty comes to the surface (laughs) the petty comes to the surface like you addressed it and it has been addressed and it is over (laughs) yeah yeah i like that i love the acknowledgement of the pettiness like Mm -hmm. petty p you have to do that Well, yeah, I think, you know, you all have made some real solid points. You know, it's it's hard to shake toxic, you know, moments and tendencies in families. But, you know, I think some key takeaways, boundaries, you know, protecting your peace, removing yourself in whichever way, you know, makes the most sense. Uh But hopefully you reunite and reattach to family when it's time. But but yeah, you know, it's. It takes a lifetime, right, to get through with family and kind of work through toxic ways that could have started very early on. And I think, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm fortunate, like Chandra said, you know, and and like you said, Joy, to just have time to work through things. But, you know, hey, it's it's our life's work (laughs) to be better. (laughs) And always remember to extend grace and acknowledge you know, the elders in our family were raised completely differently or, you know, that your cousin might have grown up in a completely different family environment than you did, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's important to definitely extend a level of grace in people's behaviors and just mind the business that pays you. Amen. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is right now. If you mind your own business, if you mind your own business, eight times out of ten, then you gonna come out on the good side. Cause you know sometimes it's them aunties and uncles. You could be minding everything that belongs to you, and it's still gonna be an issue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you mind your own, then usually you'll come out with the, on the good side of the on the good side. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I love that y'all came on and and worked through some of these uh, themes and toxic traits with me within families. But uh, before you go, you know, we have to do Jukebox with Jack. So tell me what you guys have been listening to. Artists, albums, songs. What's uh, in rotation? 
Yes. Well, let's see. Let me go take a look. Um, of course, that. Well, what's that name? What's it? Um, Tribe by Jadena. Is that how you say his name? Tribe oh, by yeah. Jadena. Okay. That is That's good. my song. That's a good project. But it's old. It's old. Yeah. But it's good. Still my song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, still on the Gibeon. Mm-hmm. That's my dude. I just love his voice. Even though I'm not like typically sad. I do need me a boo though. So anybody out there, boo hunting. <laughs> hey, what season is it? Okay. And what's the other one? <laughs> is it Tim's? Tim's. Ooh, uh-huh. Tim's. Ooh, Tim's. We just got to see her in concert. She was, um, saw- she popped up at the, well, she was at the WizKids concert. You saw WizKids? Oh, WizKids. Yeah, Wiz, that's the uh-huh. WizKids. That's the WizKids featuring Tim. Um, what's the name of the song, Joy? Essence. Essence. Sorry. Essence. Oh, that's mm-hmm. my junk. Yes. Yeah, she yes. came out and performed that with him. Tim's That is, was dope. Okay. You know, Tim's is thicker than my will to live. Like <laughs> that's a body, okay? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a, a minute. Good gracious, that is a that's a different level. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that's the first time I heard that was <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't oh, know how to describe it. Out. I was just like, wow, the gods blessed her, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, wait, great voice. <laughs> In my location, <laughs> I know. I have Lucky Day is still heavily in rotation. Love Lucky Day. Um, mm-hmm. Really enjoying um, a rapper called um, Chuck Indigo. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoying his his project. Okay. Um, Isaiah Rashad. Um, enjoying him as well. Oh man, it's one other oh god, I can't remember his name. It'll come back to me. But he's from California and he put out a really good project. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. But yeah, Lucky right. Day, Chuck, Isaiah. Good projects. Check them out. Okay, I love it. So, yeah, guys. So, nothing new from me this week. Right. (laughs) Jeezy. Don't do that. Okay, Erica. (laughs) That's Chandra that be doing Jeezy Outcast and Erica all the time. (laughs) That's what I be listening to. Yeah. I mean, I still listen to them, too. For sure. But no, yeah, I'm listening to I like... I try to get a little, you know, new stuff in. Yeah, I, I actually, um, you know, still pretty heavily on the WizKid. Like, mm-hmm. almost, you know, at least once a week there. Still listening to the Yeba. Um, I know Adele is on the way, though. I don't know mm-hmm. if she heard me call that girl the American, okay. the American Adele or something. But it was like, she's like, oh, 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 no, <laughs> there is only one. <laughs> Let me pull up. She got a new boo. She got a new boo. You got me. New boo equals new music. Yes, Lord. 
Oh, real quick, Vince Staples was who I was thinking of. Okay. His project is good too. Okay. 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 Yeah, I mean, I really don't have anything else. Um, you know, Beyonce, Black Parade. I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lots of uh, great tunes out there. I do need to tap in, though, and listen to some some more new new. Um, I also heard that Summer Walker is coming. Mm-hmm. I heard that, Hold too. Hold on. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Got nothing to say. You don't listen. Oh, you, don't, you don't vibe with the summer? I don't know, cause I mean, look, I just said I'm gonna leave it alone. Okay, touche. Not even gonna talk about it. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's all I. I, have. Mean, I don't even mess with Instagram, girl. Look, I said I can't. Look, look. <laughs> We're not gonna end the toxic discussion, right? <laughs> on toxicity, we're right. not gonna do that. That's what I'm not gonna do. Being the <laughs> talking about the toxic artists, okay. All right. Well, uh, 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 uh. right. Well, on that note, you know, yeah, we'll end it with some Isley Brothers Voyage to Atlantis. Turn it on. Yeah. Catch a vibe for eight minutes. <laughs> for a long time. Go to sleep. Wait a <laughs> Well, all right, ladies. Um, again, I always appreciate y'all coming on. This was definitely um, a good discussion. You know, I, I feel like we are all equipped. Hey, y'all, take this into the holidays with you, right? We approaching yes. that time where you're going to have to spend time with family, you know, protect your boundaries, grant some grace, you know, get you a go-to phrase, okay? <laughs> or you could be like Chandra and just walk away. Mm-hmm. Just but- walk away. <laughs> walk away. <laughs> Yes, but punch the air in the bathroom. <laughs> Do but what you protect your peace at all costs. At all costs, at all times. But yes, um, appreciate you all coming on. And until next time, y'all take care. Have a good one. Do say that. See you soon. All right, bye. <laughs> And that wraps up another episode. Joy and Chandra, thank you so much for coming back and talking about all of the toxic traits and things that we have going on within families. You guys are not my only toxic friends. Don't worry. (laughs) But I hope that everybody took something away from this. And like I said, take these uh, tips and tricks into the holidays. Don't let your family torture you in the same toxic ways for another year. Thanks as always for listening. And remember, I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none, not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye guys.